Welcome to the live episode of True North Nerds! Yay! Cricket. 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 <laughs> We're on location at the library, Barry Public Library Comic Con. I hope you can hear me because I'm sharing a mic with French and I'm far away. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Good. Just talk loudly. I can hear you and I'm at the other end of the table. I'm waving at and the we can wave at the people oh. who are walking oh, the final down. Are here. Okay, I may have to come and go because I'm uh, one of the main organizers for this event, and um, I may have to go and help with stuff. Like the 501st just showed up. Okay, do you need to go? No, I've got a headset. Hang on. Hey guys, the 501st just showed up. Can somebody come in uh, to the front door? So it's a, it's not quite as busy yet as it was last year, but it's still fairly early. Hopefully, it will uh, pick up some more. Well, if memory serves me, last year wasn't the weather not as nice as it is today too? Wasn't it, was, it a bit of a? I can't it was colder because yeah. it was in October last year, so it was a little bit colder. It was still a nice day, but it was it was a little bit chillier. Because isn't it like thirty degrees out right now? It's the hottest day of the summer, except it's now fall. Yeah. 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 But global warming does not exist. Nope. Fortunately, nope. I picked a costume that is uh, breezy, no sleeves, short and we dress, get, and we get lunch later too. Yes. I don't know why I'm hungry already. Ooh, we get a lunch? Yeah. We're nice. talent. Whoa. <laughs> Although next year I don't Nobody know if they'll... came to see... I don't know if they'll bother uh, having us back next year, but... <laughs> hey, hey, you know you're in with one of the managers here. You, you can... When you're sleeping with the boss, it's okay. <laughs> and, and we're going to be um, podcast superstars by next year. Yeah, Hopefully. there's a good chance. We know, yeah. there's, we know there's a fair amount of you that listen out of town. Um, so uh, we figured we'd start this show kind of like how we start the other ones with a little bit of news because there was a bunch of news that showed up. Um, yeah. Yay! We got one person. One person. Um, we got... There and was she's a... staff, so I don't know if it counts. It counts. It counts, all right. It counts. <laughs> there we go. Now she's not staff. Hooray! <laughs> So there was a bunch of stuff that came out pretty much as we were recording the last episode. Yeah. Yes. So, Ryan, let's go with the news, because you've got a, a couple like a, tidbits, Sarah. Notebook out here? Okay, so there was a new Lo- a Laura Croft movie trailer that came out this week. And I didn't a poster. hear that because somebody was talking to my ear. Sorry. Uh, remember, you, you know uh, Tomb Raider? Yeah. The, the video game? Yeah. The they're doing another one? Movies. Well, they're doing another movie. This time oh. not starring... Uh, Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. Oh, she's aged out apparently. Yeah. Well. Well, they've they've what what it looks like the movie's doing is what the newer games did, and they're rebooting it, so it's starting mm. from scratch. It's like and she's a lot culture. younger, yeah. like even than uh, younger than she's Angelina like Jolie. Lara was, Croft? Uh, she's like just in her early twenties. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, when does this movie come out? Twenty eighteen. Okay. There was no date. It just said twenty eighteen because I was wondering the same thing. Yeah. If there's a trailer, you have to assume the movie will be out within a year. Yeah. Unless it's Star Wars. Unless it's Star Wars. We got a trailer within a year. We got the first one. Okay. We haven't got a full trailer yet. Yeah. Well, it looks it looks pretty good, and Walter Goggins is in it, and Walter Goggins is like my favorite supporting character actor of the moment. And that's the guy that was in. uh, He was in Justified Justified. and uh, The Shield, and he was in in, uh, Rise of Cobra. Rise of Cobra, GI Joe. 
He was in, um, I want to say, uh, what was it called? Um, uh, it's a, oh, he was in Predators. He was in Predators. Yeah, he yes, was he the was. he was one the, of the many killers in Predators. Yeah. So it's got some good casting. It looks more like the game did in certain ways. Like it's more of an adventure. That's probably good. But it looks like they're taking some of the scenes right from the game. Like, did you play the game? Uh, I played the demo for it. Oh, is this the new game? The yeah, the yeah. brand new did one. Did you see the the uh, the YouTube video with Conan playing that game? That's what it's we're seriously about. one of the Where funniest she, ones I've seen. So that's the, in that video you see the character continuously running home, <laughs> getting stabbed by. Hey, it's Thor. In Raging Rapids, it looks like that sequence is going to be in the movie because you see her at one point jumping into the water and she's like handcuffed. And yeah. Most important question: Does she still wear a green tank top and short shorts? No, because in the the games they shifted it. She oh. now uh, yeah. she now wears a, a gray tank top oh. and pants, I think, or cargo shorts. They're probably pants for a little while until they get torn. And then yeah. And then they become shorts, and you know the clothing <laughs> gets fewer and fewer and fewer as the game progresses. Like many video or movie games. progresses, yes. <laughs> um, we also got a new Punisher trailer this yes, we week. Yes, did, and that one, I'm excited for that. I, uh, I enjoyed the new take on Punisher. Uh, I enjoyed it in Daredevil, and uh, this trailer was the right mix of good music and not telling you what's going to happen in the show. Yeah, and... We don't know much other than the Punisher shoots a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the Punisher in general. Yeah, that's isn't the it? Punisher. We don't know. In we don't know yeah. who the villain is in Punisher. No, it, it might not even be anybody from the comic books. Yeah. Like they, they haven't quite said. Which you know, really, for the Punisher for comic book villains, you have Jigsaw. Yeah. And the mob. Yeah. The mob. <laughs> like. Oh, Thor. If, if you got the Punisher and a bunch of bullets, what more do you need than that? Guess what? Snowhawk <laughs> cosplay, cosplay is in the audience. <laughs> is I our audience. Guest appearance. So. <laughs> he is our it's audience. Not, it's not fun sitting in the audience watching you guys record not say something. So, <laughs> so I'm just going to come over and grab the mic. And, <laughs> literally, yeah, literally. Literally come over and grab the mic. <laughs> yeah, kind of ripped it out of Ryan's hands. Or, or I kind of handed it to you when I saw you coming. I don't mess with Thor. <laughs> I'm kind of intimidating when I walk over towards you. With a giant hammer. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, no. I'm glad you guys are doing a live podcast recording here at Barry Public Library Comic Con, and I'm gonna walk, go out and work out the crowds. So okay, send some people our way. Yeah, please do. I've got stuff to give away too. Yeah, so. giveaways. Okay. We got prizes. Tell people there's prizes, and maybe they will come. Prizes and cupcakes. You might want to go cupcakes, talk to the five first. I have to probably go because uh, yeah. they've just been standing there. For have like, they? Yeah, I don't know if they've. Gone I thought anywhere. they were changing. Uh, Chris right there is in out the hall there with them. I don't know. You okay. may want to go talk. to I them. think I need to go and do some. Mm-hmm. Um, Library business. So carry on. Remember, you only have forty-five minutes. <laughs> I liked the uh, the Splinter Cell costume that we just saw. One of the uh, the videographer photographer people who came yeah. in. Oh, nice. <laughs> you never played the Splinter Cell? I did. No, I didn't yeah. recognize. That. I just figured it was you know. I knew it was military or something. <laughs> That's a franchise that I kind of surprised hasn't made a reappearance in new consoles for the last little while. Yeah. Weren't they supposed to do a TV or a movie or something at one yeah, point? What video game hasn't had a movie deal attached That's to it? Hubert. He showed up in uh, uh, Oh, yeah, and he was in Wreck-It Ralph, too. Yes. So there you go. He was There's awesome never been a Hubert movie. No, not a Hubert. That would be pretty hard to do. How do you like you, what the whole point of the game is to get rid of what the top of the pyramid? Uh, you got to change the colors of the blocks. Yeah, yeah, but uh, do you have to color, change all the blocks, or do you yes. just have to kind of make your way to the top? No, you change the colors of all the blocks. 
and not get hit by the spray. And any listener who is under 20 is going, what? (laughs) You mean that homeless guy in Wreck-It Ralph? (laughs) Because they're homeless in Wreck-It Ralph, aren't they? I think he is, yeah. But he becomes a ninja in Pixels. Oh, that's good. I'm sure he'll be in Wreck-It Ralph 2 as well. Oh, probably. Hi! Come on in! Welcome! We're, we're, Have a button. We've got buttons. And, and you may luck out, because if you're the only one here, you get a prize. <laughs> we Because I got prizes to give away. Hello. And, and so far, nobody's here. Oh, and, oh, and, the, and now we're on... Oh, jeez, now I'm getting self-conscious. Have a button. I've never been on broadcast Oh, it's okay. You're probably not being picked up too, too much, but... Grab a seat. We're just going through the the comic news and movie news of the week. Uh, oh, so we left off at Tomb Raider. We yeah, did Punisher. Uh, well, you were talking the other day about there's some new Star Wars events at Disney. Yes, I don't know. Uh, about it's that. Um, it's just a one night thing, and it's right after the Last Jedi opens. What uh, what do they call it? My brain is going fuzzy. It's not Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars Night of Night of Galaxy Nights, Something Nights like of the that. Galaxy. So there will be lots of. Um, uh, it's at Disney's Hollywood Studios. They will have uh, uh, celebrities there, people involved in the movie. They'll be doing all of their typical Star Wars fireworks and Star Wars uh, super shows and. And the and Epcot things. gets turned into the Death Star. Uh, I don't know if they're doing, doing that, that this year. It's that really, really cool. cool they did they like did a laser year. overlay of Epcot, and it looks like the Death Star. Yeah. Galactic Knights, a galactic. Uh, yeah, that's what I knew it was galactic, galactic something. So, uh, uh, yeah, it is. Um, it is in early December uh, for one night only, and it's about one hundred and seventy dollars, I think, to get in. Well, you said it was after hours too. It's an after hours thing, so uh, it, the park isn't really running per se, right? Like I'm sure the shops correct. and stuff are, but the rides aren't. No, the rides will be open. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, a pretty good deal, really, isn't it? Yes. To get into the park? Uh, well, it's oh, it's $129, I'm sorry. And uh, there'll be a dance party, a Galactic Knights dance party. There'll be lots of photo ops with Star Wars characters. There will be Star Wars-themed food that you can taste. Uh, and Are there uh, Wookiee cookies? Um, there are Darth Vader cupcakes. Yeah, but and that doesn't have the punny a, name. Uh, there's a wine tasting from the Skywalker Vineyards. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So, uh, Ooh, I wonder if Ed gets to go there. I can't afford to go there. Oh, well, because Ed's doing the, that, the Napa Valley area with the, his, well, his day job. Well, it might. So, I won't, yeah, I'll have to bug him on, about uh, that. It's happening on December 16th at 7 o'clock at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, so all of the main rides there, which I, I there aren't that many of right now because that park is... Oh, you have a question? Mm. <laughs> and, if, and if there's a, a hair in the cookie, they're like, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> they do have dark side chicken and waffles. I have had that. Oh, that. Are they like. <laughs> they're waffles. Black or they're, they're waffles with Darth Vader's face on them. Yeah. I'll probably bring those uh, toasters or those waffle makers you can buy at Walmart. Yes. You would hope not at Disney World because, like, I, those waffle makers, while kind of neat, are flimsy looking. So okay, that's cool. Um, it, it's we're we're all really excited for the Disney Star Wars stuff. So I'm 
just need the money. And once again, uh, Disney, we know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> if you want to uh, pay for us to come to an all-expenses-paid preview of all this stuff, we would be more than happy to get on a plane. Uh, yeah. Except Ryan, who doesn't have his passport. Shut up. <laughs> One of these days, I'll be not lazy and do that paperwork. Um, and it also sounds like the uh, the dude who's directing Thor might have his next director's gig up for uh, already lined up. Tell us more, Brent. Uh, I cannot pronounce this guy's name for the life of me. Taka, you can try because I won't. Taka. Uh, he's he's like uh, Maori, right? He's from yeah. New Zealand. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. Maybe there's a phonetic pronunciation. The guy who's directing Thor Ragnarok. Um, this podcast is brought to you by coffee because it's early. And yeah. Google. And Google. Um, he is a, seems to be the front runner for the long gestating and probably a good idea that it never gets made Akira live action. Oh, that's film. right. Yeah, I still don't know if that movie ever really needs to be made. Well, you were reading as well that it might be set in New York. Yeah. And yeah, this one, this one. Uh, yeah. Why take a Japanese concept and make it American? I don't know. But hey, it worked for American. Ghost in the Shell. Wah, wah. <laughs> um, and Matthew Broderick's Godzilla. Wah, wah. <laughs> I don't know. The new Godzilla was good. Well, it's, a, it's one it. of those oh, things that like... like this is a this is a movie that is bound like this live action adaption of Akira has bounced around for years. Mm-hmm. Like um, I know at one point it was supposed to take place in Los Angeles, um, that obviously didn't happen. But you can see the preview art for it because I guess um, when you're one of the the concept artists for it or one of the storyboard artists, I think it, you are. Depending on your contract, you only have like a certain amount of days that you have to keep your work secret, right? Or maybe even years, right? So there is um, there is an artist known as Jock who is yep. uh, one of my favorites. He he's did great. Losers. He he's, did a lot of Batman stuff too, didn't he? He's done some Batman stuff recently. That's really good. And uh, he did one of my favorite um, Judge Dredd stories that doesn't have Judge Dredd in it. It's uh, it's basically like about a Mega an City under, One story. It's a Mega City One story about an undercover judge, an undercover judge. Yeah, it, it's re- uh, called Lenny Zero. It's really good. Um, so he worked on. I want to say the who was attached to it at the time. I can't remember which director was attached, but it was one of the ones where it was going to be in Neo Los Angeles mm. as opposed to it. And, and if you go Neo to Jock's website, you can see the the concept art that he came up with. Cool. Um, the actors were obviously he was obviously told that like it's going to be not Asians <laughs> being in this right. movie, um, given um, the the concept art for like uh, Canada and uh, Tetsuo. Tetsuo. But uh, it's uh, the the bike was really faithful. When like, was the first time you ever saw the original Akira? High school, so I, I was probably in, grade nine. Yeah, grade I was nine. in university, and I went to a midnight screening at the Princess Cinema in downtown Waterloo. Uh, it was crazy. Okay, so the I director I was talking about, me, to me. the uh, director of Thor Ragnarok, is Taika Watiti. Y T T. Yeah, that's Waititi? right. Yeah. 
I, I apologize, Taika. I know you listen to the show. You're a big fan. <laughs> and I, I know I butchered the crap out of your name. Well, can't um, you see this full studio audience we have in front of us? <laughs> the chairs are empty again. So um, the, the last thing that we'll talk about is uh, there is going to be a new home video release of Superman that I am really looking forward to because it is original superman the original christopher Christopher reeve Reeve, superman you'll believe a man can fly superman i've uh i have gone on record numerous times stating it is probably my favorite superhero movie ever um yeah it's it's weird that like you know you watch it you know the the effects are still are, are starting to become a little bit dated they they do do a good job when it comes out on dvd and blu-ray iteration they kind of clean it up a little bit just to you know you what know, I think? Some it, of the some of the matte lines are disappearing now and stuff like that, but it still looks really good. What I think it comes down to why that movie holds up so much is Christopher Reeve's performance. Oh yeah, he's so believable, and he 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 doesn't play up the goofiness of the whole premise, but he he's just you you get it right like he's the he's there and he's what am i trying to say my brain is not working it's he's too superman early. he is superman it, it's his performance has has basically affected everybody who has ever played superman after him yep. whether it's how close they want to get to his performance yep. or making like okay i got to make distinct different choices than what he made in order to differentiate myself from that sincere. That's the word I was looking for. He's so sincere. As both Clark Kent and Superman, he's just sincere, and he wants everybody to believe in this character. And uh, I think that's what makes Superman the movie, and and Superman 2, such fantastic films. The only bad part about it is... That he got, he really got sort of stuck in that role. We didn't get to see him do a heck of a lot outside of Superman. Uh, obviously, there was his injury mm-hmm. that well, that hampered. Well, his there was time career. after time. There was time after time. But uh, my particular favorite is you ever seen Noises Off? I was just going to say Noises he is Off. Fantastic He's so good in that, in that film. <laughs> but that's a, who else is in that? Wasn't it's he him. In some horror movie too, like with Children of the Corn or something. Like well, there was some movie with. Yeah. Yes, where it was like the, maybe the, all the children had like the white hair and the red eyes in the town, or, um, and I th- oh, what's it wasn't shoot I think his wife was the woman from it, Cheers, um, Shelley Long. The second is that the second one? The second Kirstie one? Alley. Kirstie Alley might have been in it with them. You mean like his real wife? No, no. Like in oh, okay. Movie. Uh, on oh no, it was um, uh, Children of the Damned. Oh, the uh, the John Carpenter close. version of it, all the the Damn blonde, porn. whitey children. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, that, that so the bad. the noises off movie also had Michael Caine, Carol Burnett, John Ritter, Mary Lou Henry. John Ritter was the one I was thinking of. Mark Lynn Baker. Who's Mark Lynn Baker? He was cousin Larry. Cousin, cousin Larry, Larry from uh, Perfect Strangers. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's another guy who kind of disappeared after his TV. Well, I think he went into theater, though. He's right? done a lot of Broadway stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The other guy from Perfect Strangers is going to be at, at uh, Hamilton, Hamilton Comic Con. Bronson Pincho. Balky. Balky. Balky I'm amazed you remember what the character's last name is. Only because it was one of those shows that, you know, part of the uh, TGIF. Uh, lineup on ABC. It's time to do the dance of joy. See, I don't remember. I, yeah, I, re- I, I remember certain aspects of that. of that show. 
Um, so, and anything else on your list? Because I got one more to add. Uh, if you, and uh, I've got one too. Well, I went and saw Kingsman. So I haven't Snowhawk seen it cosplay. Yet. Yeah, and we give it two thumbs up. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely <laughs> two thumbs up. If you like the first Kingsman, it uh, it just kind of carries on all the fun and the excitement and goofy crap from the first movie. And uh, no, it's. It's spectacular, actually. Yeah, I almost enjoyed Kingsman two more than Kingsman one. Really? Okay. That well, that's a good sign. I'm looking at, like I want to see it. It's just uh, an appointment of Jen's that we didn't realize she had and prevented us. Well, it's also one of those things too with the movie. Uh, I know you had mentioned it earlier, Kevin, that you might go into it without seeing the first one. Yes, I have not seen the first one. Do you think you, you can need do to it? See the first. Oh, one. do you? There are one? so many in jokes and uh, okay. references to the first movie, and also. I don't think you'd need to see it, but it would help. Oh, come you, on. The one, there's a lot of stuff you can see the movie and enjoy the movie without it. But some of the inside jokes well, oh you no, don't for sure. understand. Well, I, I was saying to Ange the other day that the last time I went to a sequel without seeing the original was Now You See Me, the um, magician heist movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went and saw Now You See Me, me too, too without seeing the first one, and I quite enjoyed that. So I kind of want to go and see Kingsman uh, without seeing the first one and then go back and watch well, it. But if you go back and watch the original and then you'll be like, oh, oh, exactly. That's what that scene meant. So no, it's, it's a good continuation on from, from the first one. I really hope that there's a third one because like one and Kingsman was so different when it came out mm. and then two just sort of carried on all that fun yeah with three I, it's just like I want well, to see well it sounds like you, uh, Matthew Vaughn wants to do at least one more like one more to kind of wrap everything up and call it a day and if this one does well enough which um, this is the Saturday of the opening release weekend I believe it's tracking well enough that we'll probably see a sequel like it, it's going to it looks like it's going to knock it out of first place this weekend. I, ho- I hope it does so. because, like, it's September's one of those weird times too to come out with a movie, even though it is doing so well. But then it's Halloween, but and, it's closer to Halloween, yeah, and and in to its credit, it just came out on a weekend where there was nothing else going on. <laughs> to well, its credit, it came out on a weekend where there hadn't been anything in weeks. Yeah, that well, too. You know, that's the other thing too. We're sitting there watching the trailers before Kingsman, and they were talking about the new uh, Roland Emmerich movie. Like the uh, Geostorm. That looks awful. I didn't even know that was even coming out. Actually, you know what? It didn't look that that bad to me. That title just screams like straight to video sci fi network. To me, it. It, it, it holds, uh, continues the tradition of Day After Tomorrow and all those it's movies like that Independence it, Day, Armageddon, Day After Tomorrow, all wrapped into one. Yeah, it'll be one of those ones. You know, it'll make money at the box office and then it'll live on forever on like TV. It'll be on just like Day After Tomorrow is like every other weekend. It's like it's like it's not like Roland Emmerich's going to make a romantic comedy. It's going to so. run on Showcase forever. Yeah. That kind of movie. Yeah, sh- action, that kind of stuff. So. But really, in, you, until... You get some popcorn, you turn your brain off, and you sit down. Well, until Blade Runner 2049 comes out, which a lot of people forgot about, yeah. what else is coming out? Uh, there's something else. Is well, Thor in between, or is Thor Thor's out? not Thor's until November. November. Oh, okay, so, yeah. It, well, tech, traditionally, September, October have always sort of been quiet months for movies, and I think maybe that's part of it. The reason is because that's when TV starts again. Yeah, that, and that might be part of it now, definitely. Well, because like, this week... A lot of the new shows, like, well, we have Star Trek tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Which, then, um, given the, the amount we're going to get recorded today, that, that we might put on the, the Discovery episode combo with this one for a full hour-long podcast. Um, but, 
Yeah, I had my list written out from the fall preview, and it was a lot of stuff started, like starting this week. It's returning shows yeah. and new shows, because a lot of stuff now doesn't start until October. And we're at that last week of September, which time is just flying by. So in, uh, in add-on news, um, it got announced today that Linda Hamilton is coming back for whatever the heck Terminator they're 6. calling. Well, Terminator 6 or Terminator... It's going to be Terminator something, right? They won't put a Terminator, number on it. The timeline is all messed up Because now. it's now been... This would be reboot number three. I hope she comes back and she is the Terminator. Oh, Lord. I hope not. I just hope this the, movie the, doesn't get made. The franchise this, is already dead. Yeah. It's so dead that Universal is closing the Terminator attraction next week. Finally. Really? Yeah, uh, well, uh, what the are they putting in in there? Do you know? All they have said is it will be a uh, a high energy show based on a Universal property. So we don't know what that means exactly. But since Universal bought DreamWorks, the the going rumor is How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, I could see it. That'd be a cool uh, little. And since the kids area is closing very soon at Universal because that's where they're building Nintendo Land, they need more kid friendly attractions. So the kids, is the kids area where the Dr. Seuss stuff is? No, the kids area in Universal Studios was where the Woody Woodpecker roller coaster. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. the ET ride. The ET and ride the, is staying, but okay. The 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 Barney show and the um, Curious George playground. It's. I, I love Terminator One and Terminator Two. After that, it's, it's I gave mediocre up on, to forgettable for the most part. I don't know if I've ever actually sat through all of the first Terminator. Really? Yeah. Uh, it really took me. It was it. a long time before I saw all of the second one because <laughs> I, I ended up. My uncle was supposed to be taping uh, the Royal Rumble for me off of his satellite dish, um, but accidentally only taped the Rumble part. And then got like two hours of Terminator 2. Uh, so you don't even get the end. <laughs> no, I didn't get... The, I, I, it was right as they were walking into the... You know, it started fighting in the smeltery. Yeah. And then the movie fin- they ran out of tape. <laughs> so it was a few years before I actually saw the end of that. Because really, you know, that was one of those things. Like yourself, I wasn't really the right age to be seeing that movie anywhere. Mm. But, you know, when it's on pay-per-view, so... Somebody tried like to 12, convince me 13. Genesis was actually a good movie. That person Was that the one with, with, uh, with Christian Bale? No, that's the one afterwards. The one that... Matt um, Smith, was he Matt in that? Matt Smith is the villain in it. It had potential. Had they not <sighs> blown, given that away beforehand, that Matt Smith was... You know, after Terminator 2, I think the best thing that ever came out of the Terminator franchise was the TV series. Yeah, actually, the Sarah Connor Chronicles was pretty solid. It's better than Terminator 3 or anything. I would completely agree with that. Well, that's what I said before. The timeline is all messed up anyway. They should... Oh, there you go. The next one, they have different versions of each character from different timelines all converging on one big time paradox, and then that causes Judgment Day. There you go. You're welcome. The the funny part is is there is a fake trailer for uh, Terminator Genesis that is so accurate in what the movie was about before the movie came out. It's like, John Connor's just gone insane. He's sending people back in time, left and right. Because <laughs> that's what happens. Spoiler Matt, alert, I guess. Matt Smith should show up in the TARDIS. And then... Uh... Have I ever told you my uh, British TV idea? No. Is that um, this kind of goes with your, your almost your St. Elsewhere. Okay. Um, 
uh, fan theory is I really think that they should do like for a red nose day, like some somewhere where you can do it where it's fun. Yep. Is that like you should just start comboing all the big popular British TV shows. Like, well, they've done it's e- like Coronation, like the, tar- the the doctor ends up on Coronation oh, Street. Oh, he, he did not. He ended up on EastEnders. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's close enough. <laughs> and then like, and at the same time, because uh, the reason I picked Coronation Street is uh, the dude who played um, Lister in yes, Red, on Dwarf. Red Dwarf. He was on Coronation Street for quite a while. And that, like, my mom, my mom watched it, and I'm like, oh, he's leaving soon, and she's like, how do you know? <laughs> like, because he's got to film the new series of Red Dwarf, so he's going to be gone for like two months of episodes or so. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, I, I just thought like just start throwing them all in, and like have like Rowan Atkinson show up as one of the neighbors who's a black adder. <laughs> well, there was that Doctor Who episode where they ended up on all the different game shows, Weakest Link and mm. Big Brother, and. I can't oh yeah, the, uh, the knockoff. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, yeah. Well, and the, the, the comic relief. Um, what was it called? The 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 case of fatal death. Oh yes, the where Rowan Atkinson, Atkinson was the doctor, and then they they flipped through him as different. He doctors. kept getting killed. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? I don't think I have. It's very funny. They they've released a cleaned up version on YouTube. Yeah. Like, well, remember, it may have Rowan his, Atkinson uh, is the doctor, Julia Sawahala is the companion, and, and uh, Jonathan Price, Price is the master. Is, Okay, I don't think I've seen that. And, I'll have to look it up. But now. like, it, like they do cameos for him flipping through different, like as he becomes different doctors. One of them is Hugh Grant. Back, okay. when, back and, when Hugh Grant was still a growing concern. Because I do remember seeing Hugh Grant as a doctor in one of those Red Nose yeah. Day things. And so. uh, oh, who does he ends up as a her? Um, and it's the woman from Abfab. Oh, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know what her oh. name is. Oh, Joanne Lumley. Joanna Lumley. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so that's the that's the news. Well, there's one more. We oh, want to talk one. about the. Uh, they just announced the name of the DC um, TV oh, crossover. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Crisis on Earth X, where we're going to get evil versions of our uh, beloved Flash, Supergirl, and Arrow characters. Well, well, and the whole premise: all the heroes are together. Yes. For the wedding. For Barry and oh, Iris's wedding. Yep. Yeah. Because no comic book wedding ever goes right. It's like a wrestling wedding. You're just asking for trouble <laughs> right. exactly. by doing it. Um, with that, uh, we've actually, if you've, there is, I don't know if it's the pilot or just a preview of the animated Ray show. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. That's on the internet. I, I saw it, I want to say they put it out around Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already seen these evil Nazi versions of the characters before. Like they're oh, in, so were they in that cartoon? They are in that cartoon. We because <laughs> as I well, mentioned to you earlier, I really really like the the SS redesign of the Flash's costume in it. Oh, I haven't There's seen it yet. No way I'm ever buying a toy or a T-shirt of it because they incorporated the um, the SS lightning bolt into his lightning bolt. Oh, cool. It, it, like, it looks really good. It's what Nazi Flash would look like, but you, you don't want to buy that shirt. No. <laughs> no, no Especially in today's climate. Yeah, and more than anything today. So they're going with the Earth-X from the comics, which uh, in DC, old-timey DC continuity, was the universe where the the World War II never ended and the Nazis had invaded America. And uh, the the team of heroes was the freedom fighters with uncle sam and yeah, ray and, and black phantom contour Girl. and phantom lady so i wonder if we'll get to see those heroes well the ray well, obviously in the animated thing there is no um there's no uncle sam the 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 preview that they put out 
and a couple of the characters they kind of kill off right away. Mm. Okay. I guess so. They so it won't be the full what, like the freedom, freedom fighters, fighters but right. it, it'll. Th- it wouldn't surprise me if they throw a couple of them in. Because a couple of them are in the cartoon and don't die right away. So, so this means Barry comes back, right? Barry, oh, Barry. Well, <laughs> we'll see him in the uh, in all the commercials too. But True. so eventually Barry comes back enough that he's going to get married. I heard he's not in the first episode though. I don't know if he's. It's hard to tell, say because I think I've seen footage in a, a commercial where you see him, but he's got like a beard and he's lying in a hospital bed. So I don't know if he comes back and at first he doesn't know maybe who he is or they find him someplace. You know, the old chestnut of, uh, you know, he comes back, he doesn't know who he is, and he's, he's unconscious someplace, oh, he's John Doe. Yeah. Does he come back and not remember how to use his powers? So we get another how, season, yeah, like a couple of episodes of the, the Flash learning how to run fast again. Who Could be. That's me. Yeah, that's me. I don't know. Possibly. So, the fl- the Flash season premiere is October 10th, so we've yeah, still got a couple weeks coming. to wait for that. And then when they do the crossover, it sounds like it's going to start on the Monday with Supergirl. Then after Supergirl will be Arrow on the same night. They're doing it in two nights. Yeah. So instead of doing each one on its regular night, it's going to be Supergirl followed by Arrow, then Flash and Legends And Legends. Tomorrow. Cool. So um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm not caught up on any of those shows at all. And I'm waiting for Netflix to, to air them, but I don't know if that's happening anymore. Uh, Supergirl's still on Netflix. Well, I, yeah. I don't know if and the, the new episode got are. pulled, though. Oh, did it? Well, yeah. they had that deal at least on U.S. Netflix that they announced that like, before last season started that those seasons were going to be on Netflix like a week or two, maybe tops a month or something like that after the season finished. Mm. But none of that stuff's shown up on our, on Canadian. But maybe they're uh, waiting for the new season to start. Maybe. And then they'll show mm-hmm. up on Canadian stuff. A, a, few, a few shows have been like uh, that. Uh, yeah, because I think Flash did that last time, too, to be yeah. fair. But uh, it was weird that it got pulled. Like, the, the seasons that were on Netflix on, in Canada aren't on Netflix in Canada anymore. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of odd if that's what they're planning. Why, why not just leave them there? So. Well, no, yeah, exactly. Good question. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and does it have anything to do with the announced DC streaming service? Might be. Mm. Because uh, those be might have been temporary Canada, deals. Who knows? Yeah. But, like we're we're so up in the air about all these all these different companies that have announced their own streaming services. What what the ramifications are going to, are going to be here? Yeah. Uh, I know people are up in arms in the states that they have to get CBS all access to watch Star Trek. We're here. It's it's on space, right? Yeah. And crave. If if Disney if Disney pulls all their stuff off Netflix in the U.S., is that going to happen here? I don't all, know. I guess it all comes down to whether or not they set up a streaming service in Canada. Like to be that that's available to us. And how does that how does that uh, how does that happen with Canadian content regulations? That's okay. Like uh, Canadian networks have to show so much Canadian programming. Yeah. If you set up a streaming service in Canada, do you have to have fifteen percent Canadian content on your streaming service? Yeah. Well, see, I don't think that falls. No. I don't but wouldn't have have the DC with... shows fall into that? Because the, they, That's uh, true. They were all, all filmed in, in Vancouver. Vancouver so. And I think the whole thing, there was a whole thing going on with uh, politically with all that kind of stuff where there was the argument the government was trying to like add a tax to Netflix and put some of those rules of Canadian content. Well, there's a ton of CBC programming on Netflix. So. Yeah. yeah. 
So um, I realized something. We didn't actually talk about why we brought up Superman. Oh. We talked about Superman, and then we went off on a tangent. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. So, so why um, did we bring up Superman? Back to Superman. Uh, so there, there was once a two-day event on ABC of Superman, the movie, the original movie. Um, it had a lot of footage in it, obviously going over two days. Um, that we've, some of which we have now seen as deleted scenes and things like that, but never everything integrated into a full film. And that is coming out thanks to Warner Archives. Warner Archives is going to put it out on Blu-ray, the full thing, and it's going to be a, a nice little set for people like me who have always wondered what that looked like. And it's a, one, uh, the reason why I thought of that is how you were talking about the DC streaming service. Is mm-hmm. Warner Archives has become the home of misbegotten superhero children of, of home video. Mm-hmm. It's where you can buy the, the roast of Batman and Robin. Have you ever seen that? It's terrible. Mm-hmm. But you can buy it if you so choose. Um, and uh, Constantine, for instance, can you can buy the complete season there. In Canada, you can buy it at Walmart. But I don't know if that's the same in the States or not. Um, but you can buy it through Warner Archives. And like a lot of, a lot of movies that um, there is an audience for but not a huge audience for. So they'll they'll just throw them out. They're bare-bones DVDs or yeah. Blu-rays. And That's what they did with ISIS. ISIS. Um, there's some... It, it's where, like, a lot of kind of movies you probably kind of remember from the 90s seem to be. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Um, they did uh, Innocent Steel. Blood. You remember the vampire movie? with It had the woman from the original La Femme Nikita as a vampire, and one of the Peglias is, like... A cop in it who gets turned that into that rings no bells. It did okay, but it's like one of those things that like it's got a very certain customer base. So yeah, that's how it's gonna go. Uh, what time are we? We're getting at? close to time, so maybe we should just move on to geek picks. Yes, and we picked stuff from the library. <laughs> well, we thought since we're doing a convention here at the library, yeah. we should focus on things that are available I'm at the library. To see more people seem to be coming into the library, though. Well, ten o'clock is a- early. <laughs> Last year, though, I can't remember if it was a late start or an early start, but like I remember, like by what two, three o'clock, it was swamped. Oh, by by the afternoon, it was busy for sure. There were lots of people coming in and out. So I was mm. working that front table, uh, greeting people in the in the morning. Uh, but yeah, no, I think you know, like I said, it's a really nice day outside. Yeah, that might it's be part Saturday. of it. And unfortunately, Force sub- City is also the same the same weekend too. Yeah. Force City Comic Con. Last time, like Jen said, it was in October. Versus September, yeah. that might have something to do. They just mm-hmm. you never know. You know, last year a lot of kids showed up in their Halloween costumes. It was like a chance, you know, like to test drive those costumes and mm. to get those costumes. You know, the parents That's can get their money's true. worth. Yeah, everything. maybe a lot of them haven't. You know, but like you said, it's still early. It's well, hopefully it does well. I, I like. I'm the, sure I like the idea of comics and nerddom being promoted through the community. Well, especially at a library, like. Well, like we said, you, know, you guys picked your stuff here. My my pick is something you can get here. It's I didn't go grab it off the shelf because I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go looking through the books. You didn't want to have to make somebody put it back. Well, yeah, that too. And uh, yeah, so anyway, but there's so many. You know, you can get comics at the library now. You can get. You don't even have to come in as long as you got a card. You can get a lot of them through Hoopla, which I, I believe, uh, love. Kevin Hoopla promoted in our last episode. Yeah, they, they have free. You know, in the day and age of 
you know, where there's no blockbusters, there's no home rental in places, mm. you can come here and get DVDs and Blu-rays. Yep. And borrow them for free as and long as you have a, a, a membership in good standing. And you'd be surprised at what they have. Yeah. Honestly. Like, I'm always surprised to see what they have. seasons of different TV shows and yeah. stuff like that. Like, it's great. Yeah. So let's go with uh, Kevin. What's your pick? What did you grab? So I picked a couple of books off the shelf. Uh, One is one of my favorite Vertigo series of all times, and I'm holding it up for the non-existent audience to see. Uh, uh, Fables by Bill Willingham. Uh, The the volume I've got is actually volume two. Uh, Fables is such a good series. Yeah, it started so strong. It, mm-hmm. it sort of petered off towards the end. It peaked when it was supposed to. Uh, and if you don't know the concept of fables, it's that uh, fairy tale characters were kicked out of their homelands and live in a magical neighborhood in New York City. And uh, the neighborhood, is, the mayor is Old King Cole. So and kind his- of like Ever After. That TV series, right? uh, hap- or Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. Right, yeah. yeah, kind of. This predates Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's by Bill Willingham, and Mark Buckingham is the main uh, artist on the series. Yeah, he pretty much does the whole run. Like, I he think does. there's some fill-ins here and there. Yeah, but, but once every six issues or so, he, there'll be a fill-in artist. But um, your main characters are Snow White. Uh, she ends up marrying a Bigby Wolf. Who's, did I just see what I thought I saw? Well, it's a Vertigo book, so yeah, you probably did see what you thought you saw. Um, yeah. Mental uh, uh, advisory on that book. Cinderella yeah. is a world rena- world class spy. Um, the non human fables, like the th- three little pigs and the three blind mice, they live up upstate at the farm. And Snow they White, can't, they can't integrate in a normal yep. human right. society. Right? There's a there's a dragon who's been transformed into a crow. Uh, there's all kinds of cool minor characters that run throughout the series but the whole gist of the first 75 issues of fables is that they're trying to um uh free themselves from this oppressive overlord and i won't tell you who the overlord is because the reveal it's a really cool reveal yeah and uh they're fighting their way back to their homelands uh fantastic book uh fables uh it just finished about a year or two ago it ran 150 issues yeah. at vertigo and they're doing some nice hard covers of it that you yeah can... there are these beautiful deluxe editions that uh cover two trade paperbacks think, but if you want to get trades there there's a they're, more affordable trades too they're gonna stay in print i think uh, i think it's a good after for sandman i think fables is like fables was what was keeping it was sort of the and, premier yeah. vertigo book uh, the other book I picked off the shelf is a totally different kind of thing. It's by a, a Montreal-based cartoonist named Guy Delisle. Uh, the book is called Pyongyang, A Journey in North Korea. This guy has a very interesting series of books about the places he's lived in different parts of the world. Mm. This one is about when he had to live in North Korea for about a month while he was supervising an animation project he was working on there. And basically, it's just sort of slice of life. This is what my life was like. Uh, when I lived in I guess North he would have had to draw it after he left. Oh, yeah. Because that's a good way of getting yeah. yourself murdered. So it starts with him going through customs at the Pyongyang airport. And yeah. it ends with him leaving. Um, I, I really love his stuff. Uh, they're published by Drawn and Quarterly. And um, he he's also done books. Um, there's one called The Burma Chronicles, but when he lived in, in Myanmar and uh, Jerusalem. His wife works for Doctors Without Borders, so sh- they're sent all around the world all oh, the time. And he kind of tags and along. And he tags along because he's a cartoonist and he can do he that kind anywhere. of job anywhere. So, so yeah, anything by Guy Delisle, but especially Pyongyang. Ryan. My pick. Uh, so I borrowed a book from Brent recently that you can get at the library. Uh, and it is from the new 
expanded universe of Star Wars books. Telling, you know, I was a big fan of the old expanded universe. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of the books, and now none of that's no, it's non canon now. Uh, but now this one is uh, it's called Ahsoka, and it tells the story of Ahsoka from the Clone Wars that um, fills in her time after the Clone Wars and before we see her in Rebels. It starts to fill in some of that. And it's by E.K. Johnson. And uh, that's my pick. It's a Brent. good pick. I really like that book. Um, to add on, Fable's great series. Isn't it great? I, I love how it explains how why every prince in the fairy tales is Prince Charming. Because it's yes. the same it's dude. the same guy. Who is just like, he's a gold digger. He's an adulterer. He just goes along and goes with the princess with the most money, steals all her money, and then moves on to the next oh, one. Nice. Um, my picks, I, I've got two of them. Uh, one is Mark Wade's Daredevil. Uh, Mark Wade's uh, run on Daredevil is a fantastic run. He uh, leaves off pretty well for uh, for other writers to pick up after him, and it's just it's it's kind of a cheerful run yeah. on Daredevil because Daredevil tends to be ever since Frank Miller uh, wrote Daredevil. Is Daredevil tends to be very grim and gritty and dark yeah. because everybody does what Miller does. I love the complete change of tone in the way Daredevil run. Yeah, so that's one. The other is um, Andre the Giant. It's a biography of Andre the Giant written by Box Brown, who I want to say he's out of Montreal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, a, it's a graphic novel that's really good. It's a, It's a good telling of his life story. Oh, it's a graphic novel. Yeah, it's a graphic novel. And it's illustrated, it's very cartoony in its look, but it's straightforward and a lot of fun and kind of sad at the end, too, in a lot of ways. So, well, we just got the wrap-up sign. Yep, so we are going to wrap this up. Alrighty. So this is uh, a little bit of an add-on, a special add-on, because Star Trek went a lot later than we expected it to go. Stupid football. Yeah, so (laughs) we are going to uh, just do a quick first impressions of the first two episodes of Star Trek Galaxy. Kevin's going... It's called Discovery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, Star Wars Galaxy. I'm stuck in my old Jedi ways. What can I say? Um, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, Kevin's going to go last, because Kevin's been waiting... For this, more than so, we're gonna make him wait more than everybody else. He's the big trick. Um, uh, in Canada, I should specify this just in case we have American listeners. Both episodes aired on regular TV, uh, the first two episodes, so we got to see the first two. We're gonna try and go spoiler free here. Uh, the next episode that we really get the a chance to sit down, we will go through and probably dissect it a bit more. We'll okay, everybody Everybody agreed? Yes. <laughs> everybody agreed with that? Sure. Yep. Okay. Spoilers may slip out, so just be forewarned about that now. If you are really, really concerned about spoilers, just stop now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's start with Jen. Okay. Um, I really liked it. It was uh, really interesting, and it was uh, very action-packed for first two episodes, which was great because it keeps your interest going. Uh, we talked uh, in commercial breaks. We talked a little bit about the uh, theme, which um, is not quite as Star Trekky as previous themes. If you think of the Next Generation or Deep Space Nine, I was thinking it lacks that big like gravitas. Oh, you mean the going. theme song, the theme not the song. theme of the show? Okay. No, the theme song. Sorry. That's okay. 
Yeah, it's too late at night for me to get into like themes and that kind of stuff. It's better than Enterprise's theme song. I don't. I didn't it's see been Enterprise. A long road. Oh, really? Do they have a singing theme song? Get oh, yeah. yeah. I, I've never seen an episode it's of a, Enterprise. It's a Diane Warren song that has gone through like three different mutations. Like Rod Stewart I recorded a version faith. of it. The Rod Stewart version? That's no, no, no. It's got the 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 Enterprise one has different lyrics. Well, because it's an actually an earlier version of the song. But anyways, back to Discovery. I like the characters. I thought they were really uh, well formed for the first two episodes. Um, I really like, like I said, I like the whole look of the show. It's very much uh, more cinematic than previous Star Treks. You know, like they actually had a budget or something this time. It was very uh, approximately. Yeah. I heard between eight and nine million dollars per episode. Yeah. So, like I was saying, when Kevin told me that when we were talking during commercial breaks, I was like, "Oh, that means they can make the aliens a little more alien, a little less humanoid, all yeah. looking." Um, I so I'm going to imagine we're going to get into the Klingons uh, after everybody tells us their impressions. So I'll save that. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed, it, and I'm looking forward to episode three. Ryan, uh, I liked it. It was good. You know, it, it piqued my interest. I'll I'll tune in for the episode three and four and going forward. Uh, uh, yeah, it left you know it, it laid enough of to tell you know groundwork to be like, okay, here's your main person. This is what this is going to be about. Tune in next time. I'm trying not to be spoilery, so yeah, Kevin, I loved it. Um, I'm, I think I'm predisposed to love it. It reminds me a lot of Star Trek novels. There are these um, novels that take place after all the series have ended mm-hmm. with, that involve big galactic kind of events all the yeah. time. And that's what this has a feeling of. Uh, we're obviously not going to get Planet of the Week stories on this show. We've got a we've got a plot here, don't we? Yeah, people? no, I was <laughs> oh, I'm, sure. I was really glad about that too. I'm like, ooh, this is not going to be resolved in 50 minutes. It's, it's going to go on for a bit. Points they've had for the show is yeah. that the story is going to be serialized, oh, right? Sure. Yeah. And um, I love the central plot that they've set up and I cannot wait to see where they go with it. I found it interesting that not all of the main characters have been introduced yet after two episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. So uh, we've got lots to look forward to because there's lots of characters that we've heard about that we haven't even seen yet. How many episodes is it supposed to be in the end? Fifteen. Fifteen. Eight before Christmas and seven after. Hmm. Well, good. If we're going to be watching this every uh, week in Ryan's apartment, at least by December, it's not it an won't be. It's a condo. Oh, sorry, condo. At least it won't be 32 degrees Celsius. <laughs> yeah, it's very hot. Well, as you say, it, the thermostat over there says 29 and a half. That's still hot. Hey, it's not my fault. I know. And I know. nature. Not blaming drunk. you. Just going saying. forward, too, the show's going to be on earlier. Yeah. And it won't be interrupted for football because it won't be airing on CBS. Um, but stupid commercial breaks. Oh, well, they got to pay for that so $9 million somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm used to Netflix that I'm just like, oh, God, it keep stopping. The, I, th- I thought it was well paced, though. I thought the episodes were very well mm. paced. Oh, yes, definitely. Exactly, the, the, it's just commercial break. Uh, I I really get the feeling that the the people with the the streaming service when this is all done a season this is going to be a very bingeable show oh for sure like you're oh, yeah. you're going to be able to plow through all twelve or how many episodes 15. 15. 15 episodes in like pretty quick order 
because each episode's only going to be uh, what did we figure? It's about 40? forty-eight to fifty-two minutes. So maybe even There's less than that with television show, like hour, yeah. hour long, hour TV with show. commercials. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't say your impressions, Brent? Uh, I really liked it. I'm curious where it goes. Um, unfortunately, the people that I know who, other than Kevin, who really like Star Trek, uh, like Alex James, wasn't able to to see it. So I was kind of curious his impressions. And also to get the 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 Star Trek uh, continuity level thing, because it seems to me it, it should be okay right now. I think so. Like it would. I I'm. We've never really seen the start of the war with the Klingons. I assume that's what this is supposed to be. I I I believe so. Um, and it's, with, what? it's ten years before classic TV yeah, Star Trek, right? At now, which point they're at war with. The Klingon Empire. Are they? Well, th- well I think they're they, in like kind of cold ended war. A war okay. with the Klingon Empire. Now, when the TV series starts, how long have Spock, Kirk, and the crew been on the Enterprise? Spock's been on longer than anybody else. Well, yeah, yeah. because he was on the pilot with uh, um, the captain. But there, you get the impression that they're near the beginning of their five-year mission, mm. and it's probably the ship's second or third five-year mission. So. But I just wanted it is well, I'm sure. It's not a brand it's new ship. Out, it's it, out there, then probably. The Enterprise is out there long, somewhere. No, but I mean, like, out there, in, even in our world, continuity wise, we, some, we could probably. Alex, in the timeline of this show, that. in the timeline of Discovery, the Enterprise is a ship that is somewhere in the galaxy. Okay, so. And it's under the command. Spock on it. W- under the command possibly? of Captain. Um, is it Pike? Pike. Okay. But uh, I've. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, the Klingons, how they look, is, is a little jarring. Yeah, in I figured we were going to get to that. But at the same time, they they've said there's a reason behind it, and it looks like there there's going to be of some sort, I, or at I, least they're hinting at at it. I'm looking forward to that ex- explanation because to me, uh, they kind of look like a cross between Klingons and vampires from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. So I want to know why they don't look like Worf. <laughs> and that armor looks very uncomfortable. It doesn't look comfortable to wear. Like even as a costume, I'm sure it's lightweight plastic. It's not made of steel or whatever, but still looks like it has a lot of pointy edges that you would snag yourself on. Now, Star Trek's always done sort of political... Um, political... Yeah. Um, uh, metaphors, and um, this is a very thinly veiled metaphor for current American politics, don't you think? I assume <laughs> so. I'm curious if that was like, you know, I, I'm curious if it was a hint of like, make the empire great again. Well, when they <laughs> when they started, like when they started putting this together, it's like, oh, maybe this is where, like, this is a warning for where we could go, our species could go in the future to. Fast forward when the show airs, and now it's oddly prophetic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like bad coincidence kind of thing. But um, we'll see. I'm, I want to see the next episode. So oh, they, they, sure. they did well on that. Um, I guess the main question is, is would you? how much does Crave TV run a month? Do you know? Anybody know? I think it's $7.99. $7.99. So, so would you be willing to pay $7.99 for the, a month? for the rest of these episodes. You know what? With everything else that's already out there on that on Crave? Possibly. Like, I've already been tempted right now to subscribe to it because I want to watch mm. Letterkenny. 
Oh, oh and that's like, that. Yeah. There's other shows like that. Uh, was it 192? It's a, one of those. It's a Canadian. Oh, club. the the Montreal-based police drama. Yeah, and the guy from Letterkenny's in that. And I've actually <laughs> I didn't realize that until I went to watch an episode or two or came across it. But now it's in like season four, so it's like ah, well, yeah, it's too hard. I to think jump on. I don't think Crave's a bad that's service. On Crave no, and, no, but it's what it, because really that's what the it's not so much in Canada, I guess, right? Because yeah. we're going to get it on space, right? Yeah. But for the people in the states, I had that what that CBS show, I think, or. Uh, streaming C- services. CBS Access. I think I, it's six ninety nine. That was five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. If you get it with commercials, ten ninety nine. Oh, they for have a tiers. commercial free Ooh, version. Oh, sneaky. Yeah. Not a bad model, to be fair. No, it's a Hulu's model. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't know if I would be willing to subscribe to that CBS one just because you for would this. just get the CBS stuff. You yeah. would not crave borders on a bunch of different networks so yeah it's the same, crave is the same as like netflix if it's not on netflix it's probably on, on crave. crave right yeah and see i'm i'm satisfied with netflix personally i don't think i would get another streaming service i think we've got more than enough to watch on netflix yeah and weirdly in the rest of the rest of the world other than north america this it, is going to be on, on netflix, netflix. Yeah. is it yeah it'll, it's it'll, going it's to be showing netflix. up on netflix like tomorrow the, yeah but not you said not for here. Not here not because of the crave because of crave space oh. bell deal. Yeah, oh, fair enough. I you know I I've been looking at Twitter to which Netflix got a huge windfall the rest of the world with that didn't yeah. they? Yeah, uh, I've been looking at Twitter and the comments have all been I really love it. I wish it was on regular TV because I'm not going to pay. Well, yeah, there's still a large number of people who have regular cable and don't see the point of streaming services because they're paying X amount of dollars for cable. Or don't want to get multiple streaming services. Or don't have the well, internet the... capabilities, especially yeah. if they live basically anywhere north of here. Like, yeah. internet is spotty. There aren't towers. It's hard to get right. reception. Like, it's I, it's almost unfair to make sh- make something um, streaming exclusive for those reasons. They have to wait till it comes out on DVD. That's or, if, you, if it does. If it does. Right. But but then there's all the Marvel uh, Netflix shows that you have to subscribe to Netflix no, yeah. to watch. Oh, no, no, this there's is the exact same thing right? for all of those, too. And people don't complain about those the same way they com- they're complaining about this. And I think it's because it's Star Trek and it's yeah. got a 700-episode history. Well, and yeah. people are so used to Star Trek being available kind of everywhere. Right. Like, you know, like there's periods where Next Generation syndication you could find it on a couple different channels if you missed it on one you could find it on another right yeah. mm-hmm. so and the, i can i can kind of understand that and i also it's one of those things it's like how much money do you want to put into streaming services before right. it starts adding up to what you would be paying in cable and that's what i think it is the biggest thing is that it's you know yeah it's another especially in the states it's the cbs one specifically right. you know, if it was on netflix or hulu or is there another one in the states that's uh no, Netflix and Hulu right now. It's CBS All Access. Well, so but yeah, Hulu is NBC and Fox mainly, isn't it? Right. But the, we know there's two more coming with the the Warner Brothers DC Comics streaming service yeah, the DC, and the yeah. Disney one. Yeah. So um, it's not. This is we're just at the beginning of this. And you yeah. put it on top of that, the sports ones that are already exist, right? Yeah. Like Major League Baseball and the I. 
I got to assume the NFL has one. I've never heard about it, but the NFL has to have some sort of oh, yeah, there's a, online service where you can yeah, snag every single game. Yeah, well, there's, I think it's, I don't know if it's even, it's probably like a combination cable package online. And then I know there was one about the red zone. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you could, it would, depending on what game you were watching, if any, you know, games went into the, the red zone, which is like within 20 yards of the end zone, it would like, Flip you over to that game. That's a that's a TV channel. Um, I happen to know that because I used to work in a cable company, and uh, NFL Red Zone was a was a channel that it basically showed all the games at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So steering the conversation back Back to to Star Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. Any other thoughts? I really like Michael Burnham. I think she's a very interesting character. I think she fits in well into the continuity. Just because we haven't heard of her before doesn't mean she wasn't there. So I like that she's kind of <clears throat> like Spock's adopted sister. And I love her relationship with Sarek. Yeah. And that the casting for Sarek is is very good. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. he fits very well. I don't know how much he's going to be involved in the series going forward after this. Because up until... Well, maybe that's giving away. It's yeah, like there's no certain spoilers. actors in this that I thought were going to be in this show a lot longer than they were. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. not. Well, well I, I first saw him as playing Oliver Cromwell on the Tudor, so now every time I see him, that's what I think of. <laughs> so now he's like some weird Vulcan Oliver Crom- Cromwell in my head. That might be because it's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't notice any red shirts. Did you guys notice any red shirts? No, because all the uniforms seem yeah, to be... They're, they're the consistent. command colors are on the shoulders, aren't uh, they? The colors are gold, silver, and bronze now yeah. uh, in this. Gold for command, silver for sciences, and I think bronze for engineering. And your So your red shirts are your bronze shirts. Uh, okay. I assume they made them red because of the amount of blood. I didn't really pay too much attention to the costumes, honestly. I was really taken in by the displays and the, the well, yeah, background. Same here. And, I didn't even think yeah. The only costumes I can picture are, are Michael's and, and the captain's, and they were both, like, blue. Blue. Everybody wore blue. Yeah. Mm. Which I think um, tries to tie the show into Enterprise, where all their jumpsuits were blue. Yeah. Now, uh, so I guess, I guess it's unanimous. We all want to see the next episode, right? Oh, yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. So it, it, I, I guess in that way, it has achieved that goal. Yes. Um, how many people sign on to CBS's service, I guess, is to be foreseen in the future. And how many people downloaded illegally t- tomorrow? I would not <laughs> be surprised if this starts to hit those Game of Thrones numbers. Yeah, yep. like so not not that top shelf that Game of Thrones hit this year, but that like you know, it, it, it's going to be one of the most downloaded TV premieres in quite a long. Yeah, I time. think so too. And how that affects things. Like I, I've spoken to a couple of people who do not have cable. Period. So that's how they're going to get this show, right? Yeah. Well, for better or for worse. Or they subscribe to Crave. Yeah, yeah. We, we mean, we're getting this show by visiting Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan has cable. Yep. And Ryan, and to be fair, Ryan probably wouldn't have cable if it wasn't a deal through his, his yeah, condo core. part of my condo fees, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have cable. Yeah. There's enough streaming services. Like, I'd probably have Netflix and Crave, and then I wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I think our, I think we're not going to review every single episode, obviously. No, but um, it might be something we talk about because we only yeah. do an episode every two weeks, so that'll be two episodes. I th- I think especially at, if we're doing these little fifteen minute tidbits at mm, the end of the episode instead of well more than fifteen minutes now. <laughs> I think uh, what we should sort of plan to do is when it hits that Christmas break, we'll we do, do a kind of a, a, a fair in depth 
look at it then. Um, like, it, we'll probably hit bits and pieces throughout the show's airing. Because I'm, I'm definitely going to watch from here on and out. And I'm going to watch these two episodes again. Although, I think my... Uh, Recording. I only added five minutes before and after. So. Oh, so you're screwed. Aww. But it will be on the Space Go app, and yeah. uh, you can watch it on the Space website if you have a subscription. So, and you'll get the last couple minutes of that funny uh, Big Bang Theory episode where they all dress up like Star Trek characters, which is get. what they were using as filler because yeah. of the delay. <laughs> oh, there's Sarek without uh, the After Trek show is on. Uh, the TV right now. And, and because I think AMC owns Chris Hardwick's soul, his buddy Matt Myra is hosting it. <laughs> yeah. Although he he had a Star Trek podcast of some sort, didn't he? Um, I don't know. He's got a James Bond podcast. I know. I well, he's that. a big Star Trek guy, too. Like, he's bought but scripts a, and stuff from the original show. James Frain's ears don't look like they need to be that much more pointed. They're yeah. pretty pointy already. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so overall, if you have not checked out the, the first two episodes, I'm going to try and put this on with something else or, or put this online the the week like just in a couple days following the, the premiere so if you haven't checked it out highly recommend it yeah uh, if, well assuming you like star trek if well, you don't yeah. like star trek i don't know if you're this is going to do anything well if you like space battles i mean I don't oh know that's true yeah. space battles that's good on television it was a pretty intense first two episodes yeah not, like it's not your standard yeah. star trek sciencey star trek no it's not more, yet at any yeah, rate it's more your oh, actually jj star trek it, it made me think of the the first episode of uh, Deep Space Nine, since you know it's still sort of yeah, fresh in my that head. That started with a big that space battle. That starts with a big space battle. Yeah, yeah. It, it, actually, yeah, I, I was thinking that the same thing, and I like how the ships are, you know, look familiar but are not the same. Right. And the, uh, there's a little bit of a. I think it was either you or Ryan pointed it out that there's a a bit of a connection to the design of the Enterprise on Enterprise, right? I think I think this, but the the Shenzo uh, really has a look of the old Captain Archer's Enterprise NX-01. Yeah. 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 Although it's going to take me a little while to get used to the main character's name being Michael, because every time I, I really that, There's got to be a story behind that. She's obviously a female yeah. character. I so. think she's named after her father. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe, but uh, I would like to to hear what the story is part behind. of me was now, wondering if Sarek named her not realizing that Michael is a male human name and not a female human name I but she I, well he was he at that point okay so Spock would have been around at that older. point right so he knows humans well, well he'd been eh. living no he'd been interacting with humans for years before he, Spock he, was born he'd that been nailing a human exactly. before Spock was born doesn't pay attention to that no, kind no. of stuff chunk a chunk You've given him the old Vulcan hello? The fucking hello. <laughs> uh, that's so good. So to the, the tie-in merchandise starts this week, too. There's a Discovery novel coming out on Tuesday, which talks more about it's uh, more about Michael's backstory. So oh, okay. I will pick that up and read it before our next recording. That's what we'll find out where the name comes from. Okay. Probably. I also really enjoyed Michelle Yeoh as the captain. Yep. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's amazing. She's just a good actress, though. So. Yeah, but I, I really like her in everything. And the other thing that's coming out very soon, within the next week or two, are Star Trek Discovery comics. And they're going to tell uh, the first... They're, they're doing it as miniseries, and they're going to um, tell things from the Klingon side. So I think the first is a four-issue miniseries about Takovma. So. Who is the, the big Klingon? Oh, excuse me. 
Right. Big Klingon in in the the first two episodes. Yeah. But anyways, I'm falling asleep and I gotta get up early in the morning, and so does everybody else. Yep. So um, hopefully you enjoyed this brief little uh, interlude into the Star Trek Discovery. We'll be sure to talk about it more as we go on. Um, but yeah, check it out. Make sure you uh, you watch it and uh, keep listening to True North Nerds for more Star Trek, Star Wars, and all your nerdy needs in one handy episode. Live long and prosper. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy. And now something completely different. A quick hello from me. It's Jeff Woods, radio guy, a writer, Brent's friend and associate. Used to do the Legends of Classic Rock, which morphed into the Records and Rockstars radio series, which is heard on Rock 95 and Barry Sunday evenings at 9. Same time, Q107 Toronto on Sunday evenings. And I wrote a book called Radio Records and Rockstars, and it's time to do the audio book now. And as you might imagine, 400 pages deep, rich with music, Artist interviews, too. Takes a lot of time and production and money. So I've started a GoFundMe campaign. And you can find out more about it at jeffwoodsradio.com. Thanks.